Hello and welcome to another thrilling and exciting episode of Chopped Greens. This is Give Me Five, the part of the the episode, rather. Oh, gosh, I still got to get through that. I got to put a dollar in a, in a jar somewhere. Uh, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary, Gareth Boucher. He's got five questions for me. We don't know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. And this time I have something to add to the rhyme. There is three as in, there are three of us today. We've got a special guest star. She's been in the pod, uh, mentioned in the pod uh, multiple times. A favorite of the pod. My sister, the one, the only, Beth Amarine. Beth, say hi to the people. Give the people what they want. Hello. Greetings. Hello. All right. Now, Gary, you've met my sister before. And uh, so there's really not going to be much of a difference in these and you, in that you and me will be offering our questions to each other but we have a we have another contestant for our games and another uh, inquiring mind to offer our questions to it's very exciting very exciting stuff yeah i i've got a few sibling based ones here and i'm really excited to see this family crumble i'm kidding this is gonna (laughs) this is gonna be fun (laughs) (laughs) love that all right all right gary i'll uh i'll start us out this this uh episode with the questions and uh you you follow and beth you may follow along. All right. All right, Gary, this is an election-motivated podcast, so it only makes sense to put out a couple of fun election questions. The first of which, while at the time of writing this question, we do not know the winner of the presidential election, we do know that Joe Biden has surpassed former President Barack Obama's record for the most votes earned in an election, with President Trump also still within the possibility of usurping the 69.5 million tally Obama had earned. So, Gary and Beth, I will start us out on a game. I'm going to give you two an election year. I want you both to give me a percentage point of how much the voter turnout for that election was. The second person must give a 5% buffer interest in, uh, in the interest of fairness and a bonus point if you can give me the winner of that election. So, a couple things. Remember, uh, bonus point if you give me the actual winner of that election year. And then... Uh, you, the the closest you can get to it is five percent within the other person's uh, answer. We both uh, we both on the so same we, page. We can't do a yeah. price is right and go one percent. Correct. Okay. Correct. That is correct. We're just going straight up since there's just two of us. Two of well, not two of us, but two of you. Here we go. Here we go. First one's going to go to Gary. Gary, you start us out. The election of 1976. How high or low was the voter percentage turnout? I think that back in the day, people were maybe more involved than they are now. So I'm going to say a solid 63%. 63%. Beth, where are you going to go? I'm going to go 82. Whoa. 80, 82%? Correct. And the first points of the pod... Go to Gary Boucher with uh, a, a close percentage. We're at 54.8 percentage. Either one of you want to guess on uh, who the president was that won? No, no. Yeah. Gerald Ford. <laughs> Gerald Ford. Beth, anybody? I'll give a wild guess. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That is very wild. We are, we are going to go to Jimmy Carter. So All neither right. one of you guys, neither one of you guys inspired <laughs> confidence with that answer, but neither did Jimmy Carter. All right, the election of 1824. Uh, we're going to go back to Beth. Beth, what is the percentage of elector uh, voter turnout? I think it goes 23. 
23%. So Gary, the closest you can go to is 28 or 18. And uh, what percentage are you going with? 1825. Uh, I don't even know how they would track this, man. But I'm gonna. I, I'll, I'll go up. I'll say 30. Yeah. 30. All right, guys. The correct percentage is 26.9%. Oh. So by the narrowest of margins, Gareth Boucher takes the second point. Bravo to both of you for Can going I say low, though. The, uh, uh, either. Yeah, yeah. Was go it ahead, John Gary. Quincy Adams who won. John Quincy Adams, Beth, do you have a guess? Uh, let's do Jefferson. We're stu uh, Gary gets an additional point for John Quincy Adams. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. It is a Gary. random fact because uh, I know for some reason that the first president ever photographed was in 1826, and it was John Quincy Adams who said 1824, and I was like, I know a fact. That ha that ha yeah, that had to be it. All right. Wow. Very, very impressive. We go back to Gary after an impressive thing. The election of 1892. 1892. When Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as they say. Um. <laughs> sure. I don't think it was 1892, but yeah, 1892, sure. 1892, so we are post-Civil War. Americans are probably riled up on both sides, so I'm going to say I'll give it 50%. Good turnout. Fifty percent, Beth. We're at forty-five or or uh, fifty at the minimum, and you're free to go in either direction. I'll go with sixty-two. Sixty-two, and with sixty-two percent, Beth is on the board. Either one of you wanna wanna venture a guess on on who this Grover president could Cleveland? be? Grover Cleveland, Beth. I think this is incorrect, but Bush. Uh, yeah, no. Surprisingly, Gary, you've got it. You've got the uh, the gar the Grover. You got you're a rover yeah, and I a Grover, man. History, guys. <laughs> My goodness. I did not. <laughs> yeah. Ben, let <laughs> me tell goodness. you, you you I'm, probably don't have to that much. Unless you want to be really cool on podcasts. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. This is highly impressive. You should put this on your resume, Gary. Here we go. Let's move on. The election of 1792, 1792, we are with Beth on this one. Ooh. Let's go with 15%. 15%, Gary. Closer you can go is 10 or 20%, but feel free to go you know anywhere what? else. I'm actually going to go, I'm going to lowball. I'm going to say 10. My goodness, Gary, we just need to bring you in some external competition at a whopping 6.3%. Uh, we have an election winner. Do either one of you wish to uh, venture a guess on who could have possibly won this election? John Adams. Not John Quincy. John Adams. Yes, the, the aforementioned Adams. Back. I'll go again with Jefferson. And it's a swing and a miss for both of you. It is the second, the re-election of oh, George Washington. Okay. Well, trickster. Yes, yes, the second term. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we go to the final one. Beth, you're playing for pride. Gary, you're surprising <laughs> me. Uh, and we're going to go back to Gary. The election of 1876. That's 1876, Gary. Uh, um, 47. 47. 47, Beth. That was the exact number I was thinking <gasps> ahead. So I'll go with 40. 
and you both of you are way off, but the one who's closest is Gary at 82.6%. Wow. America, step up, man. Yeah, Ameri- they didn't have America. They have cars back then. Uh, like, how are they even voting? Come on, guys. They didn't have mail. 82.6%, and the past two percentages are both the lowest and highest percentage of voter turnout, respectively, that we will probably ever see. Um, either one of you want to guess? What was the year again? 1876? 1876. I'll guess Lincoln. And uh, Gary? William Henry Harrison. Uh, I don't think anybody's thought of that name since 1876, but Rutherford uh. B. Hayes. Both of you swinging a miss, but Gary, still very impressive six to uh, Beth's, uh, what I thought would be uh, Gary's score. Beth, one. you are you Your are turn, like Gary. the charm because I, I, I applaud never, you. ever do this good, ever. This is a, a great day for me. Ever. We ever. call it a long shot. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So oh. my, my first little segment here is actually a game for both of you guys. We're going to elect the best Ooh. sibling. I have a set of questions here. It is a who would do X thing. And you guys are both going to respond. It's going to be sort of rapid fire. And, you know, you'll either say yourself or the other person. And whoever tallies up the most points at the end will will be the best sibling. But you you can also draw, theoretically, if you guys, one person votes for themselves and the other person votes for themselves. So I'm interested to see how this goes. So... All right, so if uh, we want ourselves, just say me, and then if we vote for the other, just say the name yes. of the other sibling. Sounds good, Beth? Yeah. Question number right. one, who would survive longer in the zombie apocalypse? Definitely Philip. Yeah, me. <laughs> More knowledge. Number two, who is the better dancer of the two? Me. Is that true, Beth? I'll agree with that. I'll All agree. Right. Okay, two for Philip. Number three, who is funnier? Oh. I'll vote for myself via Maria. Oh. Oh man. Beth's got that farmer's wit. I, I'm either a hit or a miss with people. Like if I hit, I hit. So, but if Beth hits it, like and she she just whips it out like a like a towel whip. Um it's hilarious. We're going Beth. I'll go Beth. I'll go Beth. Good big brother. I love that. Number four, who will make more money over the course of their lifetime? Ooh. You still want to be a vet? No. No? Oh, then I'll go me. <laughs> um, I would go myself. All right. Beth, what do you want to do then? Either a lawyer or a politician. Phil, she, I think she, I think she might make more money than you, man. Well, I mean, yeah, the lawyer, yes. Politician, Politi- maybe. I might, I might have a so shot. Loaded, man, she's gonna have like eighty side businesses. Right. Hey, if hey, if she's a mayor, you know, I've still got a shot. If she if she goes to governor or something and above, then there I'm I'm probably <laughs> running dead. All right. A uh, next one. <laughs> Who is the better liar? Oh, uh, Philip. Me. Do you concur, Beth? Oh yeah, yeah. I agree, Philip. I don't know if we can call this a positive, but okay, Philip is the better liar. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, next one. Yeah. Who's Caprice's favorite? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know. I'm joking. I'd say me. Uh, Beth, yeah. Youngest, right? That's how it goes, right? <laughs> Who would win in a fight? A fight to the death between Philip and Beth. 
me? Like if it was mm-hmm. between you and me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next one. Who would go viral for doing something stupid? <laughs> me. me. All right. Oh, okay. Interesting. Last but not least, who would fall in love with a mysterious foreigner and move away to Belgium after changing their face? Me. I, I would say me. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I don't see Philip doing that. Yeah. Sh- well, for me, it's just more of, of a f- changing your face. I don't think that you change your face and go to Belgium. But see, that those are the I specific. I think that you could fall in love. Hard, fall in love. Yeah. I don't think you would go to Belgium. Stranger, but you have to go to Belgium and get a new face. I mean, I do like my face, but. Those waffles over there. That's true. Phenomenal. That's true. All right. All right. So we had a, a, a little bit of dissension towards the yeah, end there. Yeah, when it comes. Uh, no, that, more, that's Gary? the final uh, penultimate most important sibling question right there. So uh, Philip comes away with, with four um, together votes, and Beth ends with two. And then you guys drew a few of those. But now I know so much okay. more about you guys. Cool. Yeah, and so does the, the yes. listening public. All right, there we go. <laughs> Uh, my next one, Gary, to keep the lactose flowing, Business Insider has a new article that explains just how camel milk can be so expensive when directly compared to milk from a cow. Camelicious, a prominent supplier of camel milk, has over 6,000 camels on its farm and produces 4 million liters of milk each year. Each camel has to be trained to produce milk without a calf, and that training can take any amount of time from a couple of days to a couple of weeks. It's an interesting read and one that I highly recommend to any of our lactose-inclined listeners to look up. But Gary, I ask you this. Would you ever drink camel milk? And if ever, if every uh, podcast a different animal's milk were to make its way to the Boucher estate, would you drink it? For the pod! Yes, 100% I would drink camel milk. Come on, you only live once, man. It's 2020. We don't know what's going to happen. You Drink the camel milk, man. Now, it, would it only have to arrive on your on your doorstep on Wednesday? Oh, Only Wednesday. Is this, is this happening? Because, yes, I will do it for the pod. For those of you who who missed the subtlety, that's oh. hump day, people. Boom. Dang, Philip, just killing it. And, you know, it's it's the holiday awesome. season. Maybe uh, a, li- a little spiked camel uh, eggnog w- would be in order on, on Christmas wow. Day. Add a little cinnamon. Nothing sounds more <laughs> disgusting. Nothing could absolutely disgust me more. But I'm glad that you are so eager to drink uh, random assortments of milk each pod before we start. I'm I'm there quite excited about that. And um, even though it might be expensive, $30 for a liter, prices vary. I'm willing to pay that for the pod. Your turn, This next one is a little game that I like to do, you know, in the theme of our movies. This one is called Rogan or Theron, the two stars of Longshot, our movie of the week. I have some numbers and facts about each of them, and I'm just going to throw them out there, and you tell me if they apply to Rogan or Theron. So... Yeah, Seth Rogen or Charlize Theron. Um, First set of numbers is lifetime box office gross, so all the money that each of their movies has made. One of the actors' movies has made about $1.8 billion. I'm not going to read it all out. The other actress has made $1.5 billion. Which is which? Beth, you want to go first? Because I feel pretty strongly about mine. I feel like Seth Rogen is the 1.8 billion and then the other actors 
is the second one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Charlize Theron at $1.8 billion just for the Fast and the Furious inclusion alone. You guys ready for the answer? $1.8 billion is Mr. Seth Rogen. I guess Whoa. you can't discount the eternal popularity of the stoner comedy, but he really has branched out. He he really has. Just trying to think, what's what's his like claim to fame on box office? Pe- he was Express, uh, he was in the Lion didn't... King. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he's money. he's been in Disney a lot. Money. He's been doing a lot. I, I forget, like, because he's also been in something like The Disaster Artist, where you would just forget, yeah. but. Did, yeah. did fairly well. Next All right, one. next one. So I, I got a few different numbers. So who has the highest uh, rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes out of the two of them, and who do you think has the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I guess I'll go first. I think the highest rated... Why can't I... I can't think of anything... Sort of, I mean, probably like the, the Cider House Rules is probably her highest... But for Seth Rogen, it's got to be something like The Disaster Artist, and that killed on the rating. So I'm going to go with Seth Rogen, highest, uh, and then lowest. <laughs> I'm going to go with Seth Rogen at lowest as well. Uh, I think Seth Rogen, just for the argument, I think he will be the lowest. And then you think Charlize Theron is... It's the highest. Highest, okay. So, funny thing Charlize is both the highest and the lowest her her uh, Ooh, highest rated film is Mad Max Fury Road and oh, the man, lowest right. is something I've never heard of called The Last Face which has a whopping 3% Seth's not doing too bad his highest rated is 50-50 that, uh, comedy with Joseph Gordon-Levitt Ah, yes, and yes, yes. his lowest is The Watch which is at 17%. But I was a little bit surprised by that, too. I, I forget Mad Max is uh, is an all-timer. It's really good. No, yeah. it's tremendous. And a couple of milk scenes. <laughs> you're, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just all meant to be. And oh, then man. last but not least, yeah. one of them has 6.3 million Instagram followers. Another has 8.4 million Instagram followers. Who has more Instagram followers? Uh, Beth. I feel like Seth Rogen would have the eight point or the the highest and then the actress would have the lowest. Yeah, I'm going to go with, oh, uh, I think I'm behind Beth. So I'll say Charlize Theron for the highest, but I do think it's Seth Rogen for the, for the highest. You are both essentially correct. Seth Rogen is the highest, much more active ah. and popular on the social media. And there lies Rogen versus Theron. There we go. All right. Uh, while the presidential results are still under evaluation in many states, one race that has been called is Mark Kelly defeating the Republican incumbent Martha McSally in Arizona, thus marking the first time Arizona has had two Democratic senators since 1953. Beth and Gary, I have a list of items and a price listing of how much that item cost in 1953. I want you both to give me a priced amount, and the closest to the actual retail cost of that item in 1953 shall win that round. Are you two ready? Yes. Wonderful. Beth, we head to you first. The current average cost of a uh, a gallon of gas is $2.12. In 1953, it was... 40 cents. 40 cents. I'm going to say a nickel. 
so 40 and a nickel. Uh, by the slimmest of margins, Gary once again takes home the first point. It is uh, 20 cents a gallon in 1953. 20 cents a Ooh. gallon. All right, guys. The current average cost of a gallon of milk is three dollars and fifty-one cents in 1953. It was Gary. I'm not gonna say a nickel in the same voice. So I'm gonna say ah, a nice dime. I, I really don't think it was more than ten cents. A shiny right. dime. <laughs> All right, Beth. I'll go with your answer. A nickel. A nickel. And by the widest of margins, Gary takes home that point. It is ninety-four cents. Mm. Ninety-four cents. Both of you way That's under undervaluing. That's a, a huge difference. Yeah. More than gas. Wow. Yeah. All right. We go to the current average cost of a chainsaw is two hundred and sixteen dollars <laughs> and twenty cents. In nineteen fifty-three, it was Beth. I'll go with ten dollars. Ten dollars, Gary. Yeah, that, that's a solid guess. Um, I'm gonna say thirty. And once again, Gary takes a point, but it's for just the absolute worst reasons. Is two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Now, you got to think about it. Back in 53, it, the chainsaw itself had to be pretty novel, pretty it's new, not that so accessible. it wasn't mass-produced. Yeah, yeah, so 225 225 All right, the current average cost of a new car is $37,851. In 1953, it was Gary. $500. And Beth. $999. Beth is hey. on the board. It is a thousand six hundred and fifty dollars for an average cost of I a was new car. Say exactly that. Um, just let the record show. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that was sticker price. Uh, the current average cost of a new house is three hundred and twenty-nine thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. In nineteen fifty-three, it was, and we're going to go to Gary for the procedural vote. Okay, Go ahead. Cost of a house, I will say twenty grand. Twenty grand, Ooh. Beth. For respect, for honor. Uh, what price point are we going with? I'll go with fifty grand. Oh, Gary closes it out on a solid, absolutely rock solid win. It was at nine thousand five hundred and fifty dollars for the average price of a of a new this is, home in nineteen fifty three. Man, I know. I know, I know. It, well, what what's <laughs> killing me is that normally, if I were to just make these for just you, it would just be absolutely yeah. wrong, absolutely wrong. But because Beth is here, she's just given you some some newfound confidence to just reach forth into the depths of your mind and go back into history class and and just yes. pull out these W's like they're uh, like they're this going out. This is my Slumdog Millionaire moment right. right now. <laughs> Do you want to be a millionaire? <laughs> All right, your time, get so, it, Boucher. This this one's simple, and I'm curious to hear you guys' answers on it. I, I was trying to do something social media based because you know it's got such an impact on the election. And <laughs> with all the questions I thought of, I settled on. Well, first I stalked Twitter, and I could not find your guys' mom on Twitter, so I don't think she is on Twitter. But if she's, we can not, both she's not on that. Twitter, <laughs> we made sure. But if she was, what would her first tweet be? Uh, oh. you wanna you wanna go first, Beth, or do you need some time? I'll I'll need some time. All right, I believe her first tweet would be something along the lines of "Love this," and it would be a retweet of something, some good news, or possibly a Steve Harvey highlight. 
Okay. That's accurate. <laughs> nice. Short, simple, and to the tweet. That's a wholesome tweet. I feel like she would tweet going to Black Rock, which is a coffee shop in Arizona. She would post a drink and be like, just found this today. Just did this. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, checking in. A check-in on Twitter for my mom. Probably... Probably accurate. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to get Caprice down to Black Rock and get that photo posted. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds. Black Rock's doable, pretty good. Yeah. Doable By because if she's not at the house, there's a 50-50 shot she's at Black Rock. Isn't it right? She'll just be driving and be like, we need to go to Black, Black Rock. Black Rock is right by my house, yeah. I believe. Over on 67th and Thunderbird. There's right? one near everybody's house oh, in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. They're everywhere. I've never been, but I've heard it's really good. Neither have I, Gary. We're holdouts. We're holdouts. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to get All the right. camel milk latte, man. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sure it'll just be humping off the shelves. All right, guys. The LA Times has a new article out reporting that the one sector of the American sphere of the world that did very well election night were the group of pizza, alcohol, and weed providers, with the majority of Americans finding their own fix to de-stress. Beth and Gary, I have a game of listing the following names, and I want you to tell me which of the following names are either the name of an alcoholic drink or the name of a strain of weed. And since Gary should have a decided advantage in this field, I will start solely with Beth for the entirety of the game. Beth, your first option, and Gary, your first option, but we'll go to Beth first. Flaming Gorilla. Flaming Gorilla, is that an alcoholic drink or a weed strain? I feel like... I've heard that before, so I'm going to go with alcoholic. Okay, and Gary? I'm actually going to piggyback off that. I, I do think it's an alcoholic beverage. I think that stoners are probably really chill, and thinking of a of an aggressive animal on fire would not be chill. <laughs> <laughs> you're both correct, and you're both uh, well to follow your noses on that one or your taste buds. That is a, a drink. Next one. Hair of the dog, Beth. Hair of the dog. Is that a drink or a weed strain? I feel like that's a weed strain. And Gary? Just because of the it's hair. It's a drink, and I know because I have a Slumdog Millionaire backstory about this man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, give it quickly. Uh, I was at the Austin Film Festival, and you know, every night after the panels, all the screenwriters get together and drink, and you can sign up to go to the Hair of the Dog brunch where you get up at like 10 a.m. and go to another screenwriter bar and drink more. And it was awesome, and that's how I know. There we go. Yes, it is indeed a drink. Gary leads two to one. Next one, Beth, is Girl Scout cookie. Is the Girl Scout cookie a drink or a weed strain? Definitely a drink. Uh, Gary, Uh, goes to you. I'm going to actually say flip side because I feel like it would be perfectly paired with Girl Scout cookies. Maybe that's why they they named it that. I think it's it's a weed strain. I've never been more proud to say, Beth, you are wrong. (laughs) And Gary, you are right. A point goes to Gareth Boucher. Next one. White girl. Beth, white girl, is that a drink or a weed strain? I feel like that applies to both, (laughs) but I'll go with weed strain. And uh, Gary? When I worked at Starbucks, we had different types of drinks, and one of them was the white girl because all the white girls ordered it. So I'm going to say it'll stay in the drink world as an alcoholic beverage. I'm giving her the side eye, but Beth crawls up. She gains another point. It is a weed strain. And we go down to the final one where Beth can force a tie 
or Gary can uh, pull ahead. And for this lone one, for this lone one, I'm going to give Gary the nod to go first, so that way Beth has a chance to at least tie if she should so choose. First one, Gary. Brain freeze. Is brain freeze a drink or an alcoholic Wait, beverage? You mean a, a weed strainer or an alcoholic beverage, yeah. Um, brain freeze. I'm going to go a weed strain. Beth? I'll go with alcoholic. You had no other choice, but Gary unfortunately picked the right one. Ooh. Brain freeze is an, indeed a weed strain. Interesting. And uh, I'm sure that's actually a complimentary uh, annotation name for the particular weed strain. Nice. Gary wins. Never been more proud. <laughs> Beth failed. All right. Your turn, Gary. Put our 10-second PSA about saying no to drugs and please drink responsibly, especially in an election season. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Don't, don't, uh, don't there drink and vote. All right, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> so the next one, also in the spirit of the movie, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around, you know, Mr. Seth Rogen being with the Queen Goddess Supreme, Charlize Theron. I want you guys to give me your all-time worst celebrity couple. Does not have to be real. Anything you can come up with, just the, the worst, craziest celebrity couple. Do you, uh, do you need a second to think, Beth? Yeah, I have one of them, but I'm thinking. About yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think for me, just the, I, and, and it's through no fault of his own, but the male has to be, has to be, Danny DeVito. <laughs> like you're just moving, you're just moving forward from okay, who's opposite of Danny DeVito in this in this uh, in this world? So I'm gonna go Danny DeVito, and uh, for the woman, because it's either craziest or worst couple. Yes, craziest, yeah, craziest or worst. worst yeah. The woman, man, man, oh man, the woman I think would have to be. She'd have to be somebody. Let's go with Barbara Streisand. I hate that couple. Great just job, because, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I can't imagine the kids. I can't imagine uh, that couple getting married and everybody being like, "Oh, that's so sweet." I just, I just think everybody across the globe would be like, "Really." And I don't know who people would side on on that on that marriage, but everybody would kind of feel yeah. it's unequal in just different different ways. I, I just do not enjoy that couple. All right, your turn, Beth. All right, for the female, it would be Celine Dion. Nice. And for the male, it would be The Rock. Hmm. <sighs> Wait. I think that, that definitely would be annoying for The Rock. Okay, you, you didn't say Barack, ahead. you said The Rock. The that Rock, Dwayne, yeah. and The okay. Rock, Dwayne. Obama. Dwayne. <laughs> okay, I understand now. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Uh, well, not to mention the fact that she is indeed Canadian, and that that oh, is just unacceptable. Ew. Shut this podcast off. I know. I know. Justin Bieber, Celine Dion, out. Ooh. All right. We have come to our final game of the episode, Beth and Gary. To what I can imagine is nobody's surprise. We are in a whole pattern as of the making of this episode uh, of the results of the 2020 presidential election. I know some people have forgotten just how much waiting we've all had to do in our lives, but I have put together uh, a game that will show just how much waiting we have all actually done in our lives already. I'm going to list an event, or two events in this case, and I want you two to tell me just how long a wait it was for people till the second event occurred. Current winner goes first so that would be gary so the second person has a chance to catch up and oddly enough this is for all the marbles it's weird how it works out that way all right guys 
Gary, how long must a person wait for a hard-boiled egg to boil? In minutes, please. Ooh, my mom boils these every morning. I will say six minutes. Six minutes. Beth, goes to you. Must give a minute of, uh, of buffer, at least. All right. I'll go with eight. According to Food Network, a perfect hard-boiled egg, which is the only kind of boiled egg this podcast supports, no medium-boiled eggs, you heathens, requires 12 minutes oh. on a heated stove, which means Beth jumps out to an early lead. All right, guys. How long did, or how long was, the Cleveland Championship drought, a time in which the city of Cleveland, Ohio, hosted no championship teams with any of its professional sports teams? Beth, uh, we'll start with you. In years, please. In years, uh, I'll do three. Three, obviously. Uh, we are going to go to Gary. I don't know the exact number, but I know that the narrative was like LeBron delivers after 50 years. So I'm just going to say solid 50. Gary claws back into this one. Uh, the city of Cleveland suffered from 1964 to 2016, marking mm. a 52-year-long drought and are well on their way to another yep. 52 years. All right. <laughs> How long did Game of Thrones fans have to wait to embark on the final season of their beloved show? Either in days or years, months, and days, please. And we're going to start out with uh, Gary. So I have to do years, months, days. Year, uh, either in days, specifically just days, or years, months, and days. Uh, one year, six months, and 12, and one half day. Very specific. We love it. Beth? For the last episode or last season? The beginning of the last season. All right. I'll go with nine months and 22 days. Nine months and 22 days. Gary pulls ahead with his second point. The last episode of season seven of Game of Thrones aired August 27th, 2017. The first episode of season eight aired April 14th, 2019, making it a year, seven months, and 18 days, or 595 days for them to wait. I was one of the faithful. One of the... You were one. <laughs> it was forever, man. I just wanted to know. Absolutely. We all did, and then we just didn't. All right. How long did Lady Gaga stands have to wait for the second album released by the Pop Queen? Either in days or years. Months and days, please. Uh, Beth, we will go with you. Oof. Uh, let's do a year and a half. A year and a half. Gary? Um, let's, I'm going to go Dark Horse and say 80 days. 80. 80 days. All right, guys. Lady Gaga's first album, The Fame, released October 28th, 2008. And her second studio album released May 23rd, 2011, meaning they had to wait two years, six months, and 25 days, or 937 days exactly. So we are at a full-on tie for those keeping track at home. I am, and I'm at home as well. Finally, how long did it take for all states that are currently in the United States to be admitted in? Bonus half a point if you know which state was the last one to be admitted. And answer in years, months, and days, please. Uh, we are going to start with... Gareth Boucher. So you mean from the beginning, like from when the first state was founded until the final state was founded? Technically, it wasn't just the first state, but yeah, yes. The, the 13 states. Um, so let's see. I will. Okay, so I have to go years, months, days. That is correct. 
And there are plenty of all three. Okay, hold on. I'm going to say 174 years, three months, okay. and one day. And I believe that state 50, it's either Alaska or Hawaii. I'm going to say Alaska. Beth, he's given us our his, right. his guess. It goes to you. Ooh, okay. I'll go with 80 years, 40 months. Well... No. Okay. Let me go. <laughs> we'll still go with 80 years and then 12 months. And then, so 81 years and two days. And two days. And then the last state is Hawaii. On the 4th of July in 1776, 13 colonies declared their independence from Great Britain and thus enabling their statehood. The final state to be admitted to the Union was Hawaii. Beth gets half a point. In August 21st of 1959, meaning we had to wait for 17 days, one month, and 183 years to become what we ultimately are now living in as the United States of America, Gary takes the game, takes the point, takes the pod, takes it all, and takes the camel milk for the win. I, I do expect doorstep delivery with the camel milk, by the way. I, I will take it. Yeah, we, we got to find shipping. some form of DoorDash that yeah. delivers camel milk. Yeah. If not, we will find it in we, other we states. We will find it. We will find it. All right, go ahead, Gary, for My your last, last one. one's a feel good. It's been a crazy stressful week. No matter what side of the aisle you fall on, I just want to hear one piece of feel good something. Tell me something that's going to make our, our listeners smile. Uh, what is one good thing? Uh, well, if you haven't already checked it out, check out my sister's Instagram. And uh, do you, can you drop that handle, Beth? Uh, give me one second. I forgot. <laughs> oh, my... oh, that's that is on, that Gary. is great publicity right there. <laughs> it's so memorable she can't remember it. All right, it's underscore Beth underscore Amarine underscore. And how fantastic! Double how the do you underscore. Spell it? But anyways. Ch- Amarine, A Amarine, Amarine. Excuse you, sir. A M E R I N E. But anyways, the reason why I call that is because uh, come Halloween night, um, my beautiful sister and my beautiful dog both dressed up for Halloween. It is absolutely something to cherish, something Elway? to behold. And Elway dressed up. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but let's just say there are a hundred acre reasons for you to go yes. look at that Instagram post. And enjoy. Beth, do you have any, any good news? Anything to, to put a smile um, on people's hearts? Yes. Currently, a stuffed Jesus is here with us as we're making the podcast. Yes. So. He's very... I'd say he has more hair on his head, on like his scalp, than he does as a beard, which that's, shoes that's somewhat and, controversial right there. The shoes and hair match, and it's kind of making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. other than that... Jesus was He's a carpenter. Watching. Maybe he carpented his uh, his shoes from his hair. We never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that seems to be uh, Gary's yes. last question. That was my last question, and that is Beth's last straw. So thank you. I'm for glad that we me. could all converge onto this uh, podcast. Thank you so much for both of you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate thank you. it. Uh, and I'm glad for all of you listening at home to this to this wonderful lengthy episode that we have put out but a special special episode nonetheless uh make sure to uh stay at home stay safe and stay informed 
Maybe not even in that order. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, everybody, enjoy this. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look forward to next couple of podcasts with you, Gary. Uh, maybe you can make a reappearance sometime down the line, Beth. Maybe, maybe. We love it. We love it. All right. For Professor Podcaster Emeritus Gary. Yeah, it always it always <laughs> lengthens. Beth Amarine underscore. There we go. I, yeah. Just add an underscore if it doesn't go through. Just keep on adding underscores. I'm Philip Amarine. Uh, <laughs> I'm Philip Amarine laughing very much at this bearded Jesus looking across the, the room at me in my bed nonetheless. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the night. Bye. Ciao. Adios.